0: Season 1, Episode 72, Pete's Podcast, Bible Story Evangelism, John Chapter 18, Verses 1-4. Through four. And I'm going to read to you a couple of out- outlines. And the outlines are just that. They're just a scholar's uh, cliff notes, if you will. Uh, what is being said in this chapter, or any chapter, they're found in a study Bible. I use the old Schofield Study Bible. Uh, Schofield was... Uh, uh, a Bible scholar a hundred years ago. And I like it because he has no modern access to grind and it's just I find it useful. Okay, chapter 18 we're going to take a look at Jesus arrives at Gethsemane so he leaves the upper room passes over the Kidron or Sedron Valley to the Garden of Gethsemane Uh, Judas follows him or knows that's probably where he's going to end up because he, he did that often to go to the Garden of Gethsemane and talk to his disciples. So that's where he's betrayed. Uh, then we have Jesus taken and brought before the high priest. And and let me just take this opportunity to say that uh, Matthew, Mark, and Luke are synoptic gospels and are more outline-oriented, if you will. Uh, similar, they they, they stress usually the same things. Uh, John, who was, uh, in, went to uh, Peter and brought him in to uh, uh, Caiaphas's palace. And the woman said, aren't you one of his disciples? The woman that was keeping the door. I find that interesting. So John had first-hand knowledge and was known of Caiaphas. I don't know John's background. But uh, I guess that brings into question, was he the son of Zebedee or was he a a different John? Um, I always thought he was the son of Zebedee, but now I can see where that could be argued scholarly. Which John are we talking about here? The disciple whom Jesus loved, we know that. And so that pretty much limits it to John the son son of Zebedee. So anyway... um, so Jesus brought before the high priest uh, starting in verse 12 starting in verse 15 we have Peter's denial of Christ I think it's only recorded two denials here but again uh, John does what he likes, wants to cover Um, kind of the cliff notes of the story maybe I'm not sure but he does make a powerful point Uh, Jesus brought before Pilate and Pilate basically has nothing to do with him and in fact in studying, reading this over I listen to it four times before I read it myself, and I highlight all the uh, nouns and pronouns that apply to uh, deity—God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Uh, the disciples I put in I, the deity I put in purple, uh, the disciples I put in blue. Highlight on my eSword HD on my iPad uh and uh then the uh I put believers in green because believers are supposed to grow and i uh, we don't know who's trusted Christ paul i mean jesus tells us not really concentrate on that question or paul does uh under the inspiration of the holy spirit that we that's really not what we're about we're just supposed to present the truth and believers will hear it and uh, maybe Searchers will find it and 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 become believers and hopefully grow through the word. Um, but anyway, um, so um, Peter's denial, which varies a little bit in John's gospel, but it, it you know not they don't have to say everything for it to be true. Everything it says is true. But you can omit things and still have a a true account. And that's what the Gospels do. They give you three looks at it from three different perspectives. And uh, the Gospel of Mark was written by John Mark, who was um, uh, Paul and, not Silas, but Paul and Barnabas, Barnabas' nephew, that that left. We talked about that earlier in a podcast, how he left... uh, and didn't go, he left on the coast of Asia Minor and didn't go to Antioch with him because he was afraid? And uh, Barnabas and Paul divided over that, and Paul went with Silas on his next missionary journey, and Barnabas went with someone else. And and God had two missionary teams out of the deal. So anyway, so uh, in the last thing of Schofield's. Uh, is verse 39 Schofield's outline G- Jesus condemned Barnabas released uh uh Pilate's last attempt to to save Jesus in my opinion was to say hey you know it's my it's my uh tradition to release someone uh to you on a feast day like Passover and they said give us Barabbas the murderer Barabbas and so he washed his hands. And again, I like to, you know, I like to. I don't know who's saved and who's not. I was, I was talking about this earlier, before I got distracted or whatever. But um, you know, to just be standing at, I don't know, some parade in heaven. I don't know, judgment. You know, the the marriage feast of the lambs is going to take a year. I mean, seven years, I think, during, while the Jews are being judged here on earth during the tribulation, the seventieth week of Daniel. Sorry, I just. That's what I believe happens. And uh, at the end of that, you have the judgment of the nations, also known as the sheep and the goats. And the goats took care of the 144,000 that were all slaughtered. And the, sh- the the sheep took care of the goats. I mean, the sheep took care of the 144,000. The goats did not. They turned them in, participated in their execution, whatever. They were not believers. So what you have in the, in the parable of the sheep and the goats is a description of the conduct Of the believers during the tribulation. And remember the tribulation starts with zero believers. And the believers are sold out just like the 144,000 are. They protect them. They feed them. They can't buy. They're marked. They're sealed in the forehead with the seal of God. Which is basically a big bullseye. Which the Antichrist copies with the 666 uh, symbol of his followers. And um, at any rate. Um, I I just wonder, you know, if I might turn to somebody and say, you know, you know, waiting in line to I don't know see Jesus or something, uh, talk to David, I don't know what's going on there, um, and and I say, uh, you know, who are you? And I go, wow, well, I'm I'm Pilate, you know, I my wife told me don't have anything to do with this just man, and I, you know, I saw how he died, and I became a believer. We don't know what happened. Not everything's everything in the Bible is true, but not everything is written. The world could not hold. All the books that should have been written so all right let's dive into um, John chapter 18 let me turn my iPad back on because it was too long of a pause here okay here we go John chapter 18 verse 1 now he has just finished uh, chapters 13 14 15 and 16 uh, saying goodbye to his disciples Chapter 17, praying for His disciples and for those that would in the future believe through their words, like, I don't know, the epistles they wrote, the gospels they wrote, the Word of God they wrote. All Scripture is given by the inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. That the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. I believe the Word of God. Without the Word of God, I would know nothing about God. And that's the way he chooses to reveal himself today before the scriptures were written before Moses wrote the first five books of the Bible. Uh, he talked to Abraham uh, Theophanes Melchizedek, um, God was one of the three men that appeared before the destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah, um, God and two death angels and if you're not familiar with that story, read Genesis and Exodus it's uh, some great books there anyway um a couple of great historical books. All right. John chapter 18, verse 1. When Jesus had spoken these words, again, the prayer, they, they're they leaving the upper room In at the end of chapter 17, beginning of chapter 18. And when Jesus had spoken these words, which he spoke pretty much non-stop through 13, 14, 15, 16, and 17 of John, I don't know anybody that goes on that long of a, of a prophetic uh, discussion. But anyway, I, I'm kind of weak on the major and minor prophets, so I better be careful what I say. Uh, he went forth with his disciples over the book Cedron or Kidron, depending on how, whether you pronounce the capital C as a, as a K sound or an S sound. Um, I've heard it both pronounced both ways. I like Kidron Valley where was a garden into the which Jesus entered with his disciples. So there's 11 of them here. Judas is gone. In fact, Judas is mentioned in the very next verse. And Judas also, which betrayed him, not to be confused with Judas that was not Iscariot, Judas Iscariot which betrayed him knew the place, for Jesus oft times resorted thither with his disciples. So he's Pretty much Jesus said, do what you do quickly uh, in chapter 13 after the foot washing and Judas is doing just that. Judas then having received a band of a band of men and I don't know how many are in a band. A platoon would have 40. A squad would have 10. Uh, armed men. I'm not sure what this is. It is true that the disciples have two swords and Peter uses one of them. So those of you that like to say what a coward Peter was, he cut off Malchus's ear, right ear. I think he was going for his head and Malchus uh, rolled to his left and all he got was his right ear. That's the way I look at it. I don't know. I'll have to ask Peter when I get to heaven. But uh, when I'm not listening to Jesus or God or whatever, I I think it's going to be great. Anyway, um, if we're going to be like God in heaven... And it says we'll be like him, I think. We'll know him. Uh, we won't need sleep. So we'll have 24-7. And the earth is still spinning for at least a thousand years after we get there. Before the new heaven and the new earth is formed. And he did so. You know, those of you that love this earth. You know, God created it. And I think he'll do a good job with the new heaven and the new earth for eternity. That's an awful long time. To be present with the Lord or not to be present with the Lord. And if you don't if you can't say with with uh David at the end of the twenty twenty third psalm surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever, then you better listen up, you better come to grips with what Jesus did for you and the world at the cross, and no better way to do that I think than to take a look at uh the Gospel of John and the other three which are next on my list. I've kind of left the memory verses because I I couldn't memorize them quick enough to, so I, I went with this: uh, teaching the Bible uh, chapter by chapter, verse by verse. And right now we're in the in the Gospel of John. I do have the Gospel. I, I do have the Book of James earlier. It's one of my favorite books. Anyway, so if you're confused about James chapter two, you ought to listen to James chapter one, two, three, four, and five on this podcast. Okay, verse four. Jesus, therefore, okay, wait a minute. Judas, having received a band of men and officers from the chief priests and Pharisees, they had their own guard. They had their own uh, Jewish army, if you will. Uh, they were limited in what they could do by the Roman government. They could not put one someone to death, which comes up in this chapter. Cometh hither with lanterns and torches and weapons. Squad, we're talking 11 uh A watch was, uh, I don't know, four or five. Um, It doesn't say watch, it says band. And it could be as many as 20 uh, officers uh, and men of the high priest's guard, of the chief priests and Pharisees. Jesus, verse 4, Jesus therefore, knowing all things that should come upon him, Jesus, that would come upon himself, went forth and said unto this band of men in the dark with lanterns and torches and weapons. I'm not exactly sure what the difference between a lantern and a torch is. Torch sounds like a burning thing. Uh, And a lantern would be a little more, another way to carry a light, a little better way to carry a light maybe. But I'm sure the torches gave off good light, especially if they were dipped in tar or something flammable. They would burn for a long time. Whom... Seek ye, Jesus asks. Three words, whom seek ye? And Jesus answered, and they, and I'm sorry, and they answered Jesus, Jesus of Nazareth. Jesus saith unto the band of guards with Judas, I am. And I told you, I wanted to always pause when I said I am and I also told you recently that I want to say ego ami that's the Greek for I am and if it's I was it's a little different or it's past tense it takes another takes on different prefixes and suffixes just like we do we add the ed so that happens in the Greek so sometimes words that are translated because the Greek uh, uh, puts pronouns in with words sometimes and um, Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, uh, Prepositions, in with the word sometimes. Tenses, definitely. Future, past. We do that with suffixes and prefixes. Anyway, ego ami, I am. And Judas also, which betrayed him, stood with them. And as soon as he had said ego ami, I am, they went backward and fell to the ground. Now, I think Peter's not very far from Christ. I don't think that Peter was a coward. I think he was ready to die with Christ in a fair fight, even if he was outnumbered, you know, 20 to 1. He was ready to fight. And he th- I think he proved it by cutting off Malcolm and He might have been encouraged by the fact that when Jesus said, Ego me, or I am, uh, the, the band of men... Uh, fell backwards and fell to the ground. Then asked Jesus the band of men again, Whom seek ye? And they said, Jesus of Nazareth. Jesus answered, I have told you that I am. Ego ami. And and John could have left out, uh, because I think they fell to the ground more than one. I thought they fell to the ground three times. But I know at least two in the other go- in another gospel, but but uh, he might have left that out. Doesn't mean what he said isn't true. He just decided to leave it out because he knew the other guys. I think John wrote this after all the other gospels were written. Could be wrong, but he was the longest living apostle by by thirty years. So anyway, he told I told you that I am ego me If therefore you seek me let these go their way. I want my disciples to be set free. And I guess he's already convinced them that he's running the show here because I do think they fell down more than once. So they might be getting up at this point and they decide, you know, I think we're going to go with what Jesus says. So, um, okay, uh, I have told you, okay. Okay. Uh, I am he, and they went backwards, and again, whom seek ye? Jesus Nazareth said, I told you I am he. If therefore you seek me, let these go away. Verse 9, that the saying might be fulfilled which I spake of them, my apostles, which thou gavest me, Lord, have I lost none, except for Judas Iscariot, but he's already gone, and he's already talked about the loss of Judas Iscariot, uh, who is standing right with them at this point. Um, betrays him with a kiss which is not covered in in the Gospel of John but uh, again everything in this Gospel is true if you leave something out that doesn't make it untrue it just means it's not a synoptic Gospel anyway okay Uh, it's his point of view and he was right there so uh, anyway Uh, but all Scripture is given by the inspiration of God I'm not drawing into question the other Gospels um then Simon Peter, having a sword, drew it, I guess out of its scabbard, and smote the high priest's servant and cut off his right ear. And the servant's name was Malchus. M-A-L-C-H-U-S Then said Jesus unto Peter, Put up thy sword into the sheaf. The cup which my father hath given me, shall I not drink it? My favorite prayer in the Bible is Jesus in the garden, Abba, Father, all things are, Mark, uh, what is it, Fourteen thirty-six. Mark 14, Abba, Father, all things are possible, take this cup from me, well now he's referring to again, the cup here is crucifixion, the cup which, my Father hath given me, shall I not drink it? Talking to Peter. Peter knows what's going to happen to him, if, if, well I think he has a pretty good idea and, and Jesus is already well, he hadn't, no he had not told him yet the resur- resurrected Savior on the, on the seashore of Galilee when Peter said I'm going to fish and he couldn't catch anything and, and he said feed my sheep feed my sheep we'll wait until we do Acts to get that one or you can go ahead and read the first couple chapters of Acts and read about how Jesus told Peter that he would be crucified okay hath given me shall I not drink it okay Jesus faces Annas the high priest's father-in-law now I've I've heard some scholars say or read some scholars that say that Ananias was the high priest but the Romans wanted a younger guy that they thought would play ball with them more so they went with Caiaphas his son-in-law Caiaphas married the daughter of Annas the High Priest before Caiaphas. But they kind of share duties. It's a little messed up. I think because of the Roman influence. At least that's what I've read. Okay, verse 12. The band and the captain and officers of the Jews took Jesus and bound him. Tied him up. And led him away to Annas first. Caiaphas's father-in-law. For he was father-in-law to Caiaphas, which was the high priest that same year. They shared duties, sort of, because of the Romans, as I, from what I understand. Now Caiaphas was he which gave counsel to the Jews that it was expedient that one man should die for the people. And if you remember when we read that, he he had to say that. Because he is the high priest, God controls the mouth of sometimes, like uh, the the heir of Balaam. Balaam was not able to curse the the tribes exiting Egypt, had to only bless them, but what he did was for money, he said, "Look, marry them into your families, and you can pull them away from their God with their wives." but uh, Balaam didn't understand the um, the mercy of God, I guess. Anyway, all right. Um, all right, so we're at verse 15. And Simon Peter followed Jesus, and so did another go- disciple, which I'm going to say scholars say is John, and so am I. Uh, that it makes sense to me. That disciple was known unto the high priest. I'm not exactly sure, but I think it's one of the one of the twelve, or one of the eleven at this point, and went in with Jesus into the palace of the high priest. Now, um, okay, so he's already at the high priest's house? Leave it to John to jump around like that. Now Caiaphas was... Anyway, I guess they've... He was at Annas' house, the father-in-law for... Wait, oh, to Annas's house in verse thirteen. Sounds like in verse fifteen, we are in the palace of the high priest Caiaphas's palace in Jerusalem. Uh verse eight, verse sixteen. But Peter stood at the door without. So John went out because he was. John went into the palace of the high priest because he was known by I don't know the the lady keeping the door, whatever. But when he sees that Peter doesn't enter, he turns around. um, But Peter stood at the door. Then went out the other disciple that had gone in to the high priest's house, which was known unto the high priest, and I guess his doorkeeper, and spake unto her that kept the door, and brought in Peter. Then saith the damsel that kept the door, as Peter was walking through the door, Art not thou also one of this man's disciples? Because Jesus had been brought into the house of the high priest. And she's seen all this. And Peter at this point said, I am not. And the servant and officers stood there who had made a fire of coals, for it was cold, and they warmed themselves, and Peter stood with them and warmed themselves. So, I guess he got as far as the high gate the outside gate of Caiaphas's house because it still sounds like he's outdoors uh in the cold, but um I think Jesus can see him because he looks at him. I don't know if that's recorded in John, but in one of the gospels uh Jesus looks at him, and that's when he cries and run, runs away, realizing he'd done exactly what peter had uh, that Jesus had just that evening said he would do three times before the rooster crowed. Uh, The high priest then asked Jesus of his disciples and of his doctrines. The high priest, which is Caiaphas. It could be a name given to Ananias. I think he held that office. It was a Roman thing that moved it to the other one, as I understand it. There's never two high priests that I know of. But again, there is retirement of priests, so... It could be a retired situation. And the high priest would then be called, would be Caiaphas at any rate. uh, Jesus, so the high priest then asked Jesus of his disciples and his doctrines. I'm going with, this is Caiaphas. And Jesus answered him, I spake openly to the world and ever taught in the synagogue and in the temple, "...whether the Jews also resorted, and in secret have I said nothing. Why askest thou me? Ask them that heard me what I have said unto them. Behold, they know what I have said." So he kind of rebukes the high priest a little bit. Uh, At least that's what one of his officers uh, that slaps Jesus and Jesus says, you know, uh, point out the thing that I said wasn't accurate. If you can't do that, then why did you slap me, basically? And I'll read what, exactly what it says here. But anyway, um, so the high priest asks for, you know, asks about, tell me about your disciples, tell me about your doctrine. And this was Jesus' response. I'm going to read it again. I spake openly to the world. I ever taught in the synagogue and in the temple. I have a little question because synagogues came about 400 years before this, at the um, at the captivity of Babylon, when they were taken away from the temple and the temple was destroyed. So for the first time, it was also destroyed in 80, seventy and never rebuilt after that one. Nehemiah rebuilt it after the Babylonian destroyed it. But synagogue is something you don't really read in the Old Testament. At all in the laws of Moses doesn't talk about. He talks about the temple, the tabernacle. Later the temple. David never goes to worship in a synagogue. But uh, so I'm surprised that they have synagogues in Jerusalem. But they are pretty messed up. So they could have whatever they want there. They have the temple. That's where you do all this kind of stuff. Anyway, why verse 21? Why ask you? Why ask thou me? Ask them that heard me what I have said them, and behold, they know what I said. Now this zealous officer of the high priest, verse 22, and when he had thus spoken, one of the officers which stood by struck Jesus with the palm of his hand, saying, answerest thou the high priest so? Jesus answered, so this guy is definitely loyal to the high priest, not so much to the Son of God, but Maybe that'll come. Maybe, you know, maybe this guy comes to Christ. Who knows? Thousands of people came to Christ after Pentecost, Jewish people, that were unbelievers, I think, before they became believers. So, you know, this guy could be one of them. Watched how he died. One of the centurions said, Surely this is the Son of God. Jesus answered the high priest's officer, If I have spoken evil, bear witness of the evil. But if well, why smitest thou me? And Ananias sent him bound unto Caiaphas the high priest. Well, that settles it right there. I didn't catch that in my earlier readings of this. But Ananias, all of this is done before Annas, I'm sorry, not Ananias, that's Caiaphas. And Ananias, Annas, 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 sent him bound to Caiaphas the high priest. So I was. They they kind of share that role. One of them might be rec. Annas, Anna, Annas might be recognized by the Jewish people, the Sanhedrin, the Jewish leaders. Caiaphas by the Romans, and so there's a little confusion here. Anyway, but now Annas sends him to his son-in-law Caiaphas, the high priest. Peter denies Jesus again. So I'm sure Peter. Well, let's read it, verse. 25, and Simon Peter stood and warmed himself. They said therefore unto him, so he's still at Annas' house, art not thou also one of his disciples? He denied it and said, I am not. The third time he denies it in another gospel, he even curses, but John left that out. Um, Doesn't mean that John's... Uh, account is not true, it's just uh, he doesn't record exactly everything the same, which is not a problem because we have the other three Gospels, and the world cannot hold all the books that should have been written. Verse 26 One of the servants of the high priest, being a kinsman, whose ear Peter cut off, Malchus's cousin, you know, that was probably pretty c- close to Malchus, and I don't think you cut somebody's ear off without, you know, with all these lanterns, And torches. And privately do that. uh, You know he could have wrestled him down. And sawed his ear off. I just don't. I think he was going for his head. And caught his ear. I have no idea how he did it. But it doesn't matter. Uh, I'll I'll ask Peter when I get to heaven. I've got eternity to do it. So I can get my questions answered. Uh, Maybe we just get an upload. And we know everything. I don't know. And if he were not. Okay. Okay. Um, okay, God, I get lost. Um, okay, the kinsman who's... Okay, verse 26. And one of the servants of the high priest, being the kinsman whose ear Peter cut off, saith, Did not I see thee in the garden with him? You know, with all those torches and you cut off my cousin's ear? I don't know. It says kinsman. I have no idea what that means. Brother Cousin, it was a print you know, nephew, I, I don't know. Anyway, uh somebody related to Malchus was identifying Peter and uh, and and he denied him again immediately. So does that make three times in this gospel that he denied him? Uh one time by the woman at the door, and uh I'm not sure. And P- Simon Peter and said unto them, said unto him, yeah, it sounds like the three times are here. Sorry, I didn't read it that carefully. I need to read it not four times, but eight times. I have it read to me, and I follow along, but my mind is always racing when I do that. I thought four would be enough. But anyway, then led they Jesus from Caiaphas. Okay, so what happened at, John's account of Jesus at Caiaphas' house is pretty short. Um, verse 24. Anna an sent Jesus bound to Caiaphas, the high priest. I'm just going to read this three verses again. And Simon Peter stood and warmed himself. They said, I think this is still at the, this is before he leaves. Um, you know, Jesus has walked by, I assume, or maybe he's walking by. Said unto him, They said, now this is more people than just a woman at the door. Art thou also one of his disciples? And he denied and said, I am not. And one of the servants of the high priest, being of the kinsmen, whose ear Peter cut off, saith, Did not I see Peter? Then denied again. Did not I see thee in the garden with Jesus? And Peter denied again, and immediately the cock crew, and I think Jesus walking by. And that's really... Uh, well, I guess he's on his way to Caiaphas's house now. So that little interim there uh, is Peter denying as he's leaving Annas' house. Verse 28. Then led they Jesus to Caiaphas into the hall of judgment, and he was, and it was early in the morning, and they themselves went not into the judgment hall, lest they should be defiled, but they might eat the Passover. So it sounds like uh, John has really skept, skipped over the entire uh, meeting of, of Jesus with Caiaphas. Uh, may I don't know why he chose to do that. Maybe because he knew Annas and just decided to skip his son-in-law. It's covered by the other Gospels. But now they're on their way to see Pilate. And we know that because... Uh, then they led Jesus from Caiaphas into the Hall of Judgment, which is a is a kind of a a, a, a Roman thing. Romans didn't live in Jerusalem; they lived in Caesarea, but they would come and uh, to Jesus to do. I mean, to Jerusalem to make judgments, and they had this judgment hall. But I think it's a Roman place because uh, the. The high priest and the Sanhedrin wouldn't go in lest they defile themselves before the impending Passover seven-day holiday that Jesus is going to be the Passover Lamb of. Behold, the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. So, okay, verse 28. Then led they Jesus from Caiaphas into the hall of judgment, and it was early, and they themselves went not into the judgment hall lest they should be defiled. Now if this was something to do with the temple or the high priest, they could have gone in. So this is a Roman place for Roman law to be judged. But they went, but that they might eat the Passover. They went, lest they be defiled. They went not into the judgment hall, lest they be defiled, but that they might eat the Passover. Pilate then went unto them. So he goes out to where they are. And said, what ac- accusation bring you against this man? So I kind of picture he's in the judgment hall. Jesus is in the judgment hall. And Pilate's been woken up or whatever. Uh, if he does sleep there, I'm not sure. Caesarea is kind of, I think, on the coast of the Mediterranean. So it would be kind of a trip. Maybe he did have a place to stay there. But anyway, uh, what accusation bring ye against this man? And the high priest and his family basically answered and said unto him if if he were not a malefactor we would not have delivered him up unto thee this is not the roman way this is not even the jewish way do they condemn somebody uh nicodemus asked do we condemn somebody before we hear him the jews didn't do that it wasn't in jewish law it wasn't in roman law and yet they think this is a you know a court case that they can win by just saying, we wouldn't have brought him unless he was guilty. Then said Pilate unto them, take him away and judge him according to your law. The Jews therefore said unto him, it is not lawful for us to put a man to death. Not only we have convicted him, but we've decided his punishment, death. That saying of Jesus might be fulfilled, which he spake signifying what death he should die. If the Jews were to kill Jesus, they would have stoned him. That was their method even that's how they, you know, later in the book of Acts, a couple of months away, that's how they kill um Stephen, the first martyr in Acts chapter 7. It could be a couple of years away for all I know. But but anyway, Stephen is stoned. So they're not the Jews are not in the habit of crucifying people. But the fact that it was prophesied in uh Read Psalm 22 and see for yourself. Uh, it is not... Uh, but verse 22, that saying was of Jesus might be fulfilled, which he spake, signifying what death he should die, which was by, as Moses lifted up the serpent, so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that he would be crucified. All right, moving out. Um, Jesus says that his... He's talking to Pilate now, who I think, I like to think that Pilate might have been a believer. If that offends you, I really don't care. Um, Bad people can come to Christ if you don't think that... I think Pilate's trying to get him off the hook. You decide for yourself. Then Pilate entered into the judgment hall again, away from the Jews, and called Jesus and said unto him, Art thou the king of the Jews? Because this would be like ground, Roman ground for him to to execute him because he wants to make the Jewish people happy. But uh, I mean, that's his job as governor is to bring peace to Jerusalem, I think, for Caesar. Uh, Jesus answered him saying, Sayest thou this thing of thyself, or did others tell it thee of me? You know, Jesus, is, he's tough to nail down. I mean, nobody ever wins an argument with Jesus. Um, Pilate answered, Am I a Jew? Thine own nation and thy chief priests have delivered thee unto me. What hast thou done? Jesus answered, I think he knows exactly what he wants to hear. Uh, this is, my kingdom is not of this world. You have nothing, Caesar has nothing to worry about. My kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, then would my servants fight. But I should not be delivered, that I should not be delivered unto the Jews. They would fight for me. But now is my kingdom not from here, or hence, Pilate therefore said unto him, Art thou a king? then Jesus answered, Thou sayest that I am a king to the end was to that this end was I born, and for this cause came I into the world that I should bear witness of the truth, every one that is of the truth heareth my voice. And this 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 conversation is recorded in all the other Gospels, so you can jump, get a study Bible, and it'll take you right to the verse where all this is said, and you can hear it, a little different take on it. Uh, John chapter 18, verse 38. Pilate saith unto him, What is truth? And when Pilate had said this, Pilate went out again unto the Jews, and saith unto them, I excuse me. <coughs> I find no fault. You know, he just he's the judge and he there's not there's nothing to kill this guy over. And the Jews have already played their cards, that's what they want. But ye have a custom verse 39, one more after this and we're done. But you have a custom that I should release as the governor of Judea or Jerusalem, uh, Judea, I guess, the Roman province, unto you one at the Passover. Will you therefore that I release unto you the king of the Jews? And I don't think he's trying to be a smart aleck. I, you know, you can read it that way if you want, but I think he was trying to get him off. I find no fault in this man. If your judge says I find no fault, the case should be over under Roman law, under Jewish law. Under any law. Then cried they again saying, Not this man, but Barabbas. That's another guy I would like to meet in heaven. Was he one of the 3,000 people that, that came to Christ when Peter spoke at, right after Pentecost in a few months? Could Barnabas be in heaven? Uh, you know, you, you can make an argument against it if you He was a murderer, so I would argue that David... I was a, an officer in the army, and if I put a guy where I thought valiant men were dying, so that I could marry his wife, um, I, I would call that murder. I think so would a court martial. But anyway, Moses killed someone. I don't know if that was murder. murder. It was a, it was a, it was a, an Egyptian that was beating a, a Jewish man, and um, anyway, uh, he knew that that was not fly un, for Pharaoh, so he went into the wilderness for 40 years and then he saw the burning bush. But you got to read Exodus to know about the the, the stories of Moses. Then cried they all, the Jews, he goes out to talk, talk to the Jews. Now this man, not this man, but Barnabas. Now Barnabas was a robber. Okay, I thought he was a murderer. Anyway, I think he was a murderer too. Anyway, um, Again, I, just because it says robber doesn't mean it's a mistake. It could be one of his many crimes. And I don't know if he ever had a trial to, to find out what exactly he did. Anyway, um, hope, hopefully you got something out of uh, I did, uh, especially 13, 14, 15, 16, uh, talking to his disciples, saying goodbye to his disciples. 14, praying for his disciples and for us, those that shall believe in the future uh, what the disciples or some of the disciples wrote and said in God's word okay um, so I'm going to say adios which is to God and I'm going to say via con Dios go with God